And welcome to episode 8 of the On a Family Based Podcast. My name is Jake. My name is Ben. And we only have two cousins here today, so it's just going to be us. Dallas and Dan are uh, busy doing very, uh, very noble. I don't want to use that word, but (laughs) they have good reasons why they're not here. It's an okay excuse. Yeah, they're not not out being like, hey, uh, I just don't want to be there. No, it's like they have stuff to do. That's it's all right. So, um, as we always do to start off the episodes, uh, let's talk about what we have been watching this past week in sports, but also just in general. So, Ben, what have you been watching? So, this past weekend was All-Star Weekend in the NBA. Um, mm. So, I'm a basketball fan. And I cannot think of a time where I was more disappointed by a slam dunk contest than if maybe you and I went out there and tried to do a slam dunk contest, you know? They had more missed dunks than most people have shots in a game. It was wild. It was unbelievable to see. The dunk, like, it's almost come to the point where the dunk contest has been, like, everything that there can be done has been done. And so now guys are just, they're they're trying to do, like, superhuman stuff, and it just can't physically. I mean, Blake Griffin jumped over a car. People were, you know what I mean? Like the Zach Levine and Aaron uh, Aaron Gordon a couple of years ago, 2016, I think it was, put on like the best dunk contest in recent history, you know, and everything else has just kind of been downhill. Um, Carl Anthony Towns winning the three point contest as a center is pretty neat. That's pretty sick. And then obviously the game yesterday was insane. Curry dropped 50 and had like 16 threes, which is just nuts. He had more threes than the entire other team combined, which is crazy. Um, So, yeah, I basically just watched uh, basketball because football's over. I watched a little bit of college baseball highlights. haven't actually sat Mm. and watched a full game, but there's thankfully some kind of baseball on. And the baseball writers who, since we can't talk about MLB, or they don't have anything to talk about in MLB, are carving a lot of college baseball, which I think is good because it means, you know, it's getting more eyes on on the sport. So college baseball has been fun. Uh, it's you know the first week ISU beat number two Arkansas on Friday. They did lose yeah. Saturday and Sunday, but they were at least close games. They were right. Close games though. I mean, I mean, you know, Arkansas is top what number two in the country or something like that. So yeah, they're number two. Go go Redbirds! You know, I'll take it. But yeah, yeah, they it. won. Uh, they won opening day. See, you win opening day. That's a good start. Not bad. Yeah. It's a great way to start yeah. the season. At that point, it can only get worse, right? Yeah. I did not watch the uh really any of the NBA stuff. Um, I do watch the occasional game, but the NBA All-Star game and the three-point contest and the skills contest and the dunk contest and celebrity game, it's just to me, it's it's just not that great. The game itself is kind of a side note. Mm. Like, even though Steph Curry won off, like, it was a side note to, again, as you said, how bad the dunk contest was. It's a side note. So, in that way, I don't really, and I've never looked forward to watching it or, you know, whatever. Um, but no, I 
kind of just, uh, I'll be honest, I forgot he was on. <laughs> so, I mean, that's and fair. Then what, that's fair. Especially but, if you're not but, a biggest fan. And, but when I missed it, I was like, oh, that's all right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Didn't actually miss um, all that much. Yeah, no, I did hear this was a bad dunk contest. I heard about so yeah, I mean you see like reels and TikToks of the highlights, and that's pretty much all you In got. The low lights. It, right, right. Yeah. Um yeah, so I didn't watch that and kinda as you said, I it's hard to watch college baseball softball because they're not nationally televised. They're not used to it, so yeah. it's hard to watch. Like, I think most not... of them are on like ESPN Plus or something like that, so you have to have ESPN Plus in order to even watch right. some of the games. And then you need like the SEC network if you want to watch specific teams at a college that you yeah. like over other teams. Like me as a Florida fan, I would love to watch Florida baseball, but I'm certainly not going to subscribe to – SEC network just to watch, you know, Florida college baseball. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's yeah, like they're gatekeeping it, making it harder for people to to end up watching it. But well, in but. in fairness, there usually is major league baseball right now, so that would be on ESPN or it would be on a big network. So you wouldn't really have the the audience for it but now that you do it's it's anyway so uh you know i don't uh i have the sec network so i can watch it but even there it's not like it's anyway so i did not watch a, a cock baseball softball but i will be um especially i went to mizzou uh university of missouri on I think it's like March 18th through the 20th, they play Vanderbilt, where Dallas is getting his uh, Masters, and so that'll be fun. And I can watch that on the SEC network. I can see Mizzou get hammered, but <laughs> yeah, should be. Probably. I mean, it'll be fun overall, but oh, uh, sure. but yeah, so. Um, I didn't watch much uh, sports. Um, again, besides that, the thing I have been watching, I finished. I feel like it's just this becoming like a, a just a what? How far are you into Marvel on Netflix for me? Because I I just finished uh, the first season of Punisher. Now I'm on the third season of Daredevil. So I'm just kind of working my way through. They're getting taken off next Monday, yeah, the 28th. Soon, yeah. So I'm just like, I mean, let's just watch them before they get taken out. Um, are they getting put yeah. on Disney, or are they just not going to be aired at all? Well, they haven't. They haven't made. I don't believe they made any announcement, but I can't imagine how, seeing how violent they are. Are sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we can even get into that, but um, I, so they haven't made announcements, but I'm pretty sure from everyone that's you know made comments about <laughs> it is that if they do end up anywhere, which I'm sure they will, they'll end up on Hulu oh, since sure, yeah, Disney owns it. So, but yeah, so um, just trying to work my way through. That's it. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah. 
kind of a slow week with my birthday last last Friday. Um, didn't do much. Just kind of even with TV and stuff. Just hung out. So. What did you guys do for your birthday? Anything? Oh, I mean, I Ben, you may you may know this or suspect it, but I'm very much just like let's stick to our schedule. Mm. So homeschool in the morning i worked out um i think the only thing that really changed was we watched a movie in the afternoon i ate a slice of cheesecake and i had homemade pizza for dinner and that was it hey that's a good day that's that's what i'm saying like it's 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 not bad when that's your you know slow birthday (laughs) So, yeah, but yeah, so um, I did see there were a couple big news stories, but I thought there were two news stories we could touch on. And the first one actually comes from college baseball is that a big thing I saw media. I'm sure you saw it was I'm sure if you're listening, you can easily find it if you look on any social media platform. But Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt, the number three team in the country, uh, they're starting to use wearable devices to help relay sign calls. So like fastball up and away or curveball or whatever the case might be. So they're utilizing a wearable thing around. It's not a watch, but it's like a wearable. It's like a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they uh, there's multiple options uh, that you can use, but the big thing is that apparently I didn't know this because if you looked online, you'd only think that Vanderbilt used it, but apparently they're not the only ones using it. But Vanderbilt uh, was uh, on on TV, so people saw it, and uh, it got a strong reaction. For for uh for something so I don't know small. So what was your reaction to so uh Vanderbilt using these wearable pitch calling devices? So you know when I first read it, I immediately messaged or I saw it on Twitter and I messaged our group chat and I was like, "This is never seen this before," and it was weird because I I was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> right, like. I get that you want to advance the sport. Pace of play is what they said. They said it's for pace of play and to stop sign stealing. Okay. But also at the same time, right? Like if that's the pro list, that's fine. But the con list is weird, right? Because I would like, wouldn't you want your pitcher to learn how to call his own game, throw strikes, build a relationship with the catcher to figure out like what he needs to do to advance his career? And not just have a guy tell him exactly what pitch to throw at what time. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like it's cool. It's a cool idea. And obviously Vanderbilt's not the only one. And it's it's gonna be all over college baseball. I don't right. know if they'll ever implement it in major league baseball, especially after everything with the Astros using right. electronical right. electronic signs for, you know, all electronical. Yeah. <laughs> electronical. Yeah. So I mean it's it's interesting because I never thought it would come to that where they would just be rocking Fitbits 
and it have like a full diagram of like have you seen the actual what it actually looks like right yeah it's it's i've seen i've seen one of them i've seen i've seen one of them and i'm like at that it does look cool but as you said there are cons yeah so i mean i like the i guess i like the idea it's going to take some getting used to i think because in my heart i am a uh baseball purist i don't like a lot of change to the game Mm. all that much at least like in regards to technology like Mm. if you want to speed things up fine whatever but i like baseball being baseball and so catchers and pitchers like i like when catchers would wear like the quarterback wristband right they would have that's fine why not do that like leave it at that i mean the second baseman's not sitting there reading that tiny little thing on the guy's arm you know what i mean but if he's calling strikes and balls and and everything like that like i don't i guess i just never realized how prevalent sign stealing was that we needed to come up with a whole new device to go to get around it to make it not an issue anymore you know what i mean and then obviously right. like you said there's there's people who are older and grumpier than i am about baseball right. who definitely yes. don't want this you know getting introduced into the sport so i mean i think it's just going to take me personally some time to get used to it i don't hate the idea but i'm also not in love with it so i just you know i reserve the right to complain about it later if i don't like it <laughs> that's all i'm saying yeah i mean that's fair uh, the I will say this is the first year they're able to do this, and so apparently they've been talking about this for years now. But this is the first year that the NCAA has allowed it, so they're taking advantage of it. And kind of what you're saying is that this is very early on. This is this is opening weekend, right? So so. There, it's gonna change. It's gonna morph. There are going to going to be even more downsides. Like to who knows, like how it's going going to be abused and used by you know other teams. So it's it's so there's gonna be bad things that come from it that we don't see in three games. But I do believe that it, I have to give a chance. Sure. Yeah. Like, pr- like, pr- proved to me. Not, not like you have to prove to me. It's not like I'm the <laughs> one who's gonna. But prove to fans, prove to other teams and players, conferences, uh, that there are real downsides. And I would say this is like what you're talking about with pitch calling. And you know, as I grew up in, in my later years, I was a catcher. So I loved calling the game. There was a value in a catcher calling the game and understanding their pitcher, understanding scenarios, understanding the hitter and the the field fielders as well could would be able to understand even if they're not like knowing my the pitch call, they would understand it. But I would say like in college baseball, apparently, it's not unusual to get pitch calls anyway from the dugout. So even if the catcher is conquering a fastball, it's coming from the coach anyway. So apparently that's not a big change. So you just cut out the catcher. Just cut so out the middleman. Yeah. Right. And, the, and that, 
the other thing I, I you know I just thought about was that the the thing is that college baseball, especially these top teams, this is not a and I know it should be in some ways, it should be a developmental time for players. It's not because they have to win now. They have to put up numbers. They have to um, get their draft stock higher. They have to go to the World Series. They have to do all this stuff now. So there's not much time to develop. You can develop on the outside, on your off time. But on the field, you have to perform if you're a top team. So it's not really a time for a catcher or a pitcher to learn you know, what doesn't work. Sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess, and if, you know, we're obviously seeing the issues with uh, minor league baseball, we've talked about it, you know, the last however many weeks, the MLB is trying to get rid of the minor leagues. So if you're getting rid of the minor leagues or you're cutting down on all that stuff, that's even less right. time for a pitcher or a catcher or somebody else to develop. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I understand, I understand. I think it was just one of those things that was kind of like surprising at first. I was a little taken back by it. And I think once it gets settled in and then it just becomes part of the game, it'll be fine. Like, I was just as annoyed when the MLB instituted, like, the pitch clock. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, just have Mark Burley go out and pitch every day. Games will be an hour and a half long. You get in and you get out and you go home, right? Because he he was just like, him and Maddox, right? Just like, boom, 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 not messing around. Just going out there and pitching. Um, And not everybody is that, right? So sometimes you get four-hour games. So I get why you'd want to pick up the pace of play and all that it's just going to take some time to get used to especially for you know old head baseball fans like myself who are you know a little bit stuck in my ways and 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 what i like versus um, some of the newer changes that are coming but you know i'm I'm very open to like dh in both leagues you know what i mean which is which is against like a purist baseball person like i pretend to be so uh, it just kind of depends. Yeah, I think I think I'll get on board eventually. I'm just kind of you know being an old old curmudgeon about it now, but it'll be yeah, interesting. I mean, I think that's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, yeah. As you said it, I think it's interesting because it's it's really a trial. It's a trial run. So you know, and again, you don't have to use them. So if you're like the number one team, the the Texas Longhorns, you don't have to use it. So it's it's really up to the team and how. And again, it, I think it will take time. And that's the the insane thing about the America is that we are so impatient that like three oh, games yeah. in, we're like decide <laughs> decide it. I right need now. a What's decision right, right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me a hot take. And uh, I'm not going to serve up a hot take. I think it's, you know, we need more time. So we'll see. So real quick, speaking of college baseball, though, before we switch topics. um, Did you see that kid on North Carolina State? Yeah. He's a true freshman. He's got five bombs already and, like, 14 at-bats. I'm like, this dude's nuts. He's just out here crushing. Crushing. I mean – it's good to have a, a new a new story that people hear about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. any sort of like breakout <laughs> star or whatever, mm-hmm. it's always cool. So, yeah. People like um, having somebody to root for, yeah. 
I did uh, live in Raleigh for a couple years, and NC State is in Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, I will be honest, if if I was still there, I'd be like, hey, this gets interesting. Let's see if we can check out the game. So again, like you know, it it can only be good for a bit, for uh, for college baseball. At least so. getting some eyeballs on the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially since the MLB is not playing right now. So, and we'll, we'll get there. But let's actually move on to in, in MLB story is that Juan Soto, the right fielder for the Washington Nationals, apparently, according to reports, he he was offered 13 years for $350 million before the lockout was uh, whatever it came to place. Right, right. So he was offered 13 for 350 mil. Turned it down. Good, Good idea? Bad idea? I think it's a great idea. He bet on himself, all right? I, I think he believes, and I think there's a lot of people around baseball. I, I know I heard Trevor May, the reliever for the Mets, was talking yeah. uh, in an interview, and he said he absolutely believes Soto will be the first guy to break 500, mm. which is insane. <laughs> like, that's, yes. first of all, that's an insane amount of money, right? Because he's only 23 years old. And he, it seems like he's been in baseball for 10 years already. Right, he's been good. He, he career average over three hundred already. Right, every metric offensively through the roof. Whether he's good defensively doesn't matter. They have the DH now, so stick him at DH if he if you feel like he can't field. Right, whatever. That just means he's going to rake even more. So I think he's betting on himself. Knock on wood, no injuries. He, there's no chance he doesn't make a ton of money. I mean, because you look at what Machado signed for thirteen for three hundred. Something like that. It was when he signed with the Padres. It was it was yeah. big, but like Juan Soto is not only fifty million dollars better than Manny Machado for the same amount of years. I would take Juan Soto over. I mean, you and I talked. I think before we even started the podcast, or maybe it was like on the first one or two episodes, we talked like if we were going to build our team around any player, who yeah. would it be? I think you yeah. and I both agreed that it would be Juan Soto. So I feel like I feel like everyone said to him, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's four people, four four of the smartest people in all of the oh, world. Oh yeah, all, oh yeah. Who all four tomokes, <laughs> four bums. No, but I think realistically, he's worth every penny. Whatever he, whatever money he decides to sign for, whether it's three seventy five, whether it's four hundred, right? And, and the guy who's not making, or the guy who ends up making five hundred, is not even in the league yet. Whatever, he's gonna make a record setting amount of money. And I am so pro-player in almost all instances. I want the player to make as much money as the team is willing to pay. As much as he's willing or as much as he's able to get, go out and get. Right? Right. So I, I, I'm excited for it because I think it's going to be awesome when he finally does it or when somebody breaks that threshold of, like, the next thing. Because, like, when A-Rod signed that first $100 million or $150 million deal, whatever it was. It was 275 the, yes. I think. Whatever it was, it was insane, and then everyone's heads like exploded. They're like, "Oh, no one's gonna touch this money." And then like Stanton comes out and he signs a massive deal. Yeah, and he hasn't lived up to any of it really, but he got his money. 
And then everybody else has just been slowly, you know, chipping up, chipping up, chipping up. And I think yeah. Soto is going to be the next, the next, obviously the next big, big contract. The reason I say he won't be is because I don't believe he'll sign one until he's uh, up for a free agency. So I don't think he'll be the next only because of that technical issue. But I do think he will sign a gigantic one. If he, again, huge if, if he's healthy. If he's, you know, he doesn't, for some reason, unforeseen to know that he dips a little bit. So the one thing I would would possibly add is, like, you know, why not sign a 13-year deal for 350, but then make it a party up to sign that deal? You would have to say after five years... That I get a player option to renegotiate. If after if after like five years, if he's still doing that well, then get even more money. But I, so that I mean, would they would the Nationals do that? Probably not. I mean, that probably not good good for their bottom line or knowing how much money's gonna be in their bank account in five years. I get that, but if I was him, I get that guaranteed money and then build it into my contract where I can have the say so or maybe a player opt out in five years or you know seven years or something. And then you yeah. can spend your prime your third year season if you outside if they're seven, you can go somewhere. I mean I think that that would be my only thing. And do I think he's worth more? If he, again, if he's healthy and everything's going well, then yeah. I mean, he's definitely worth more. The one, the, the there's only one athlete on this. Not probably not on the planet. There may be a couple in soccer, but only one American athlete is making. A co- or having a contract for 500 mil. Do you know who that is? American athlete for 500 yeah. mil. So I'm running through the sports. It's obviously not hockey. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> it's not football because their contracts might as well be written on toilet paper because they just give guys like, oh, here's your guaranteed money. And then they just ship them out two years in. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it soccer? No, I mean I not, maybe not American soccer. It it is a football player. It's Patrick is it the Mahomes? Mahomes. Okay, yeah, that yeah, was that so, was the only other guess I heard. So, I would say is Juan Soto at the age of twenty three going to have as big of an impact on his team as Patrick Mahomes? I would say no because he's one of nine. I, uh, you know, or you could argue one of like 15. So I think is, is he worth more? Should he want more? Yeah. But man, that's as someone who makes, as you said last week, like 0.0001% of any of that, <laughs> I'd be hard pressed to be like, yeah, I'm going to turn down like 27 mil next year. 
Yeah. I'm not, that, no, that's hard. Okay. <laughs> so A-Rod was telling a funny story I saw in an interview um, where he was talking about when he was first in high school or in his senior year of high school, right? His mom wanted him to sign or his mom told his agent or whatever that he would only go to the pros, get drafted straight to the pros out of high school. Yeah. If his signing bonus was 1.5 million. Wow. And the offer was 1 million. And A-Rod's mom, who was working two jobs at the time, you know, they're barely making ends meet. She's refusing to let him sign for less than 1.5. And A-Rod's like, what are you doing? Like that's, this is life changing money. You know, and she's basically telling him, you have to bet on yourself. You have to, you have to be great. And yeah. then, yeah, so then he ends up signing out of high school and, and taking it because the team, um, or did he go to college? Did he go to Miami? Yeah. I know he was planning on going to Miami. Yeah, okay, so then he went uh, to Miami. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Look whatever the case may be, it was something. It was something like be- that where. Baseball yeah. podcast, that known much. <laughs> Hey, he also said he wanted to play quarterback in Miami, too. That's so. yeah, true. And obviously, nice. I don't remember him doing that. So uh, that's why I, I think he didn't even end up going. But yeah. So a question to you about contracts, though. You would have to sign a Bonilla-type deal, right? Like you personally. <laughs> Jake, would you be – like if they offered you this deal, I'd be like, yeah. I'm, I'm, just give me – of the let's just say I sign a $300 million deal, right? I'd be like, give me yeah, sure. 150 right now and then spread out the other 150 through the rest of mine and my family's lifetime, then I'm fine. Like, you know what I mean? Because what do you, what can you do with 150 yeah. million or, that you can't do with 300 million, or, or you know what I mean? Or what can you do with 300 that you can't do with 150? Because at that point, you just still have so much money. I would have to sign a bonnie and do. Yeah, I mean, well, for one thing, I think teams have figured out how insanely stupid that deal was, so they would <laughs> never do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I mean, if they could do that, uh, you know, some team would for sure. But I don't know. I, would it, me personally either want like three hundred mil, like you know, in in those like, if, let's say my my disabled thirty two year old self getting a thirteen year deal. Um, for 350 would i rather have that or spread out i you know what i don't care i just <laughs> it'd be nice to have it that's all yeah not uh, not not to have the money it. yeah not to have the money but like to you know as you said like pass it down generational um that'd be great so i don't care either I mean, way i mean really whatever yeah, so I don't care. Whatever, whatever you want, I'll do it. Yeah. No, I think I would have to. I would have to be like, let's try to Bonilla this bad boy, uh, because I might be terrible in five years. I can't. I can't <laughs> right. guarantee that I'm going to be worth this contract. So let's just spread this out. I mean, the only other thing that makes me nervous about the Soto deal, right? You said let wait until he's thirty, right? Then you yeah. get into the territory of like that Pujols contract when he went to the Angels at thirty-two for. 10-year yeah. deal, and it was just like immediately everybody knew this was a bad contract because there was no way he was going to be able to keep up. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the five best players I think we've seen in right. our lifetime, but there was no way he was going to be able to keep up his pace at 36, 37 years old. I mean, the Angels are just paying a ton of money for a part-time player. 
I mean, and granted, Pujols' body size doesn't really allow him the flexibility to, to be like a Juan Soto because, I mean, Pujols is a giant human being. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how Soto ages and if he's able to keep himself, like, you know. Right. No, so what, what, my point in saying that was if he signed a 13-year deal at 30 years old, he could opt out himself. So he could... Uh, sign that big deal, but then if he wanted to take another big bet on himself, he could. So, I mean, but again, this is one of those stories that I feel like in two years we'll look back on and be like, 350 bill was nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, who knows? I mean, Maybe that guy from North Carolina State is going to make buku bucks. Yeah, let's not bang on that eighteen-year-old. That's Juan Soto's only twenty-three. It's not that. I, I I understand, but I mean, five years at that age is a big difference. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm just saying Juan Soto was in Pampers while this guy was running around. Like he just goes born, <laughs> so it's not crazy. But I get your point. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. but uh, let's actually just move on to. I think the only real story that we're gonna touch on. And doesn't even have to be long because there's not again not a whole lot. But this week the MLB and the MLBPA will be meeting. I think they said every single day, mm-hmm. in in the hopes that they can work something out uh, by the twenty eighth, which is next Monday. Um. So today, as we record on Monday night, so Monday. They apparently had two meetings that lasted a total of five hours, which is a lot, which is like a lot more than they've ever done. It's mostly been 15 minutes and get out. I was going to say, figuring out that their last meeting was 15 minutes long, five hours is quite, quite the growth. I feel like their last like three or four had been like under... 30 minutes there have been it's been super stupid um but so they met today for five hours and granted not a lot of details come out on big things maybe they'll leave those big things to the end because uh it'd be like hey we made progress on all this stuff let's just figure this you know stuff out but some of the stuff that came out was uh, again, on the finer details of the uh, CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, and the overall gist of what they talked about was that they talked about uh, Major Baseball withdrawing his proposal um, to reduce the minor league roster sizes, and that's something that you touched on a second ago. Uh, but they also withdrew their option of their their the MLB withdrew their proposal for limiting and the number of times a player can be optioned from the pros to minors. So as of right now, and this is a huge we can talk about this, but players can be optioned. They can be called up to the pros and then option back. You know, kind of like ping pong, just toss back and back and forth uh so they're they were going to set a limit of five 
and I believe the most times that someone was optioned last year was 12. That poor guy. Yeah, apparently, apparently the Rays like to option pitchers quite a bit. So that guy was optioned from Durham, North Carolina to Tampa, Florida 12 times last year. That's insane. So that's wild. They, yeah. but, so they withdrew their proposal of limiting it to five, which is actually more in favor of the owners than the players. Um, let's see. Uh, the another big thing was there, and this again, this is if you're a baseball fan, you'll understand. If not, then how about this? Look it up on Twitter, and you can <laughs> get all this information. Yeah, Google it. You'll you'll be able to get it. So. Uh, talking about the pre-arbitration bonus pools for young players, they want to up the money for young players to have incentives. They up that. Um, they upped it. That doesn't mean a lot, but they the Major League Baseball upped their proposal to twenty mil. And last time was fifteen. So again, not big, but something. And yeah, I mean that's really about it. But the the fact is that they have you know, made progress on some stuff is good. And the fact that talk five hours is good. Now, Ben, you actually brought up, you know, you asked me about the spring training hats. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you remember my response. My response was nothing. It was. Which which was because I didn't understand what you were saying. So the Major League Baseball, every team released their spring training hats. I didn't know that, <laughs> obviously. Now, what is it? Is it being cynical of me that the owners are just just so happened to release these spring training hats they may never be seen <laughs> on a field <laughs> they want us to buy them is so is there any correlation there or you know what are your overall thoughts about any of the stuff i said because i did say a lot so i can tell you this it worked if, if the plan was to get a sucker <laughs> like me to go and buy a hat, I mean, I was this, but I had it in my cart. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I don't like the Cubs one. I bought every Cubs spring training hat for the past three or four years. Um, I don't like the logo. I don't like the logo that they did for the Cubs one. You mentioned the White Sox one looks really good with the S, yeah. the black S and the white stars on it. I agree. That looks really nice. But it's it's funny because they're still going to try to make money hand over fist. They don't care how it comes. So they're like, put the hats out. Dopes like Ben are going to buy the hats. <laughs> People are going <laughs> right. to buy the hats. Like it doesn't matter. And, you know, as, as pro baseball hat as I am, I was like, I'm in. But I think realistically, the fact that we can go from a 15 minute conversation to a five hour conversation. If you were yeah. having, if we were to equate this to like, you're married, I'm married. If you and your wife wanted to have a serious conversation and the first conversation you had lasted 15 minutes, you wouldn't feel very encouraged about no. how things are progressing. But then the next time I mean, you guys I, talk, I've had, I've had those. Yeah, of course. I think anybody who's married has had those. 
Um, and then the next conversation you guys have is five hours long. You're going to be like, okay, we, we got some progress going. You know, there's things that are happening. Now, you're not going to get everything knocked out in one session, which is why they're planning a week long. Let's try right. to get everything done. But if you can make even incremental but substantial progress each day, right? Just build on it. Just build on your relationship with each other each day so that we don't have to do this again in four years, six years, whenever the next CBA runs out. Like This is killing baseball more than pace of play, more than uh, anything else. Is Nobody wants to hear about millionaires arguing with millionaires about who gets more money, right? The, the fans, people like us, don't care about that stuff, especially the everyday fan who's just like, oh, I'm going to watch a baseball game today. People like you and I, who baseball is what we love, this is what we care about, sure, we can sit here and talk about and care about, you know, CBA agreements and, and who's getting called up and sent down and all that stuff. But most people don't really care about it. And then that's what killed baseball in the 90s when they had their player strike and baseball almost died. And if it wasn't for, you know, whatever, we can get into that later. But I think mm -hmm. it is super important to build on whatever success they made today. So whether it was five-hour conversation, I don't, I'm not saying you guys have to go 12 hours tomorrow, like sun right. up to sun down, sit in this room and don't move. <laughs> but at least, you know, you, they have some goodwill now, right? They have some good relationship that they've kind of built up. Just, just keep building on it. Just keep making incremental but significant changes that are going to lead to a result that makes everybody happy, which is the baseball fans, baseball players, and the owners, right? So I think realistically, if they can build on this tomorrow, and I think tomorrow is the key, because if they, if they meet for like half an hour, and then somebody says something that somebody doesn't like, and it just derails the conversation, then we're back at square one. But if they can build on it and make okay. more promises, make more changes, even, you know, cut and, you know, give and, give and go, like give a little leeway, you know, yeah. meet in the middle on some stuff. We, we talked last week about how MLB came in at 15 million and the players wanted 115 million. So there is a hundred million dollar gap. Now MLB only went up five, but that's still, they're trying, they're at least moving up. Right. And then the players will have to concede and then let's meet somewhere in the middle. Eventually is what we're going to get to. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, talk about this with my wife and she, you know, Ellie is, uh, she, she likes baseball. Uh, she, she, you know, she loves the Cubs and, but you know, she's not, she doesn't know all the, the ins and outs. And I mean, why would you if you, you know, um, aren't some obsessed, you know, kid like me? Um, sure, yeah, but uh, no, as, as I was explaining some of the stuff, she made a very direct parallel to job interviews and negotiations when it comes to your salary. You know, if you're in the privileged position to negotiate your salary with a corporation or with a whoever, that usually it's it's awkward, it's weird to be like, "This is my number." That's not really your number. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "No, my number is so much lower." And it's like you finally find a way to get to the middle. But as you said, Ben, the problem is. That takes time. That yeah. takes that takes the both sides being like, all right, I can do this. And then it 
for the conversation. The one thing is that as as pro you know player union stuff as I am right now, I've not seen the players go down on the big numbers. Yeah. And while I believe that you know they have the right ideas, they I think this can very quickly be like, hey players you have to move a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, there has the, to be some leeway, some give and take. Exactly. The, the owners who are trying to you know make money off all of baseball, they are moving a little bit. Not as you said, not a lot, but they're making they're making some movements. So the players have to move a little bit, and that takes time. But it, I mean, it could be you know, tomorrow, then I say, but. Hopefully, by the end of the week, they're a heck of a lot closer. Yeah, I mean, I like to I like to picture it as they're in a giant conference room, right? And somebody takes a broom and just sticks it in the door handles and says, figure it out. I'll let you out when you guys get this worked out. Just just figure it out. We'll slide food under the door for you. Slide a pizza under there or it's something. Like, you guys figure this out. It's like uh, watching, uh, have you seen uh, Coach, Car- Coach Carter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they when he uh, locks the gym, yeah, exactly, then, exactly right. It's like, yeah, uh, but then they end up, you know, the town the town like breaks the locks, and then but the players are sitting in there and they're saying like, just because they take the locks off doesn't mean we have to play. I mean, the idea of locking yourselves in a place to get the goal done, I think, has to be your mindset. And that's, I don't, we'll see. That's all. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, I have no other, no other idea. It's Monday and they're going to meet until Friday. So we have to imagine that um, some kind of goodwill was, was made today. And that's something that they can build off of, right? You want right. to be able to build off of a foundation of uh, openness and honesty, I say, are, are the two most important things in any relationship, whether it's with your wife, your friends, you know, uh, businesses, yeah. openness and honesty, right? You, you just, you say what it is, as long as these people act like adults, which they are, I mean, they're, they're not 10 year olds, right? Like if you stick two 10 year olds in a room and say, sort out this disagreement with each other. It's like, yeah, exactly. But you guys are grown adults. So you're, you know, the owners are in their 60s, 70 year old the players. <laughs> our 30s 20s 40s whatever just sort it out figure it out we can we can get this i mean if we want to compare it to like real world issues this is not russia and ukraine which is like real life (laughs) like real life stuff happening this is major league baseball i mean i don't i don't know this is this is tense you know (laughs) well nobody's gonna die because people don't don't agree on a cba I don't know, Ben. This is this is serious. Yeah. This this yeah. is this is troops on the border. Okay. Yeah. This is it's a boots yeah. on the ground. This is this is serious. Yeah. No, no but you know and, what I mean. Like, like yeah. they could do. They could figure this out if they really put their minds to it. They really cared to figure it out. They could figure it out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's my get, point. Just... Again, we're recording on Monday night, and by the time you hear this, you know I don't know what time you're you're gonna hear, but it always comes out Monday morning or afternoon. So I mean, by the time this comes out, you'll have more information than we have right now. But 
Uh, we'll see. I can hope for the best. Um, and uh, but at the end of it, I still have the strong opinion as we had last week that even with all the goodwill, this is one day. I think we have much more history of it not going well. That my idea is kind of along the lines of, you know, you mentioned uh, Trevor May. He talked about he can easily see it being May. And you know what? If it gets to possibly, you know, May, I don't, I mean, I could see June. Like, let's not get, I, I know it's cynical of some kind, but like, I don't know. So my idea is that, you know, I'm going to be optimistic and say May, May, May uh, 1. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to have a bit of uh, cautious optimism. Exactly, right. you're exactly right. Uh, I saw that same interview because he was talking to Chris Rose, and that's where I got yeah. the Juan Soto thing from. They were talking yeah. earlier, earlier in that same interview. But yeah, he said like if MLB is comfortable playing a 130 game season, you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right at when the season would start. And I think it's 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 poor negotiating tactics if you already have a number in your head and you're yeah. just like we're not budging from this date at 130 games or, or May 1st is when we're going to start, you know, like, I feel like if you're negotiating, you have to have some room for flexibility. You have to give and, give and take, and there has to be some right. kind of conversation and leeway. And I think it's really unfortunate that MLB, the owners, and even to your point, like the players haven't really budged either. You know what I mean? And, and we sure we vilify the owners because they are billionaires, but the, right. I mean, the baseball players still have to, put forth an effort of, of unionship of, of trying to make this thing work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what, as I'm thinking about it, as I'm, you know, as we both have heard that interview or at least the clips of that interview, I think the, the hard part is, you know, maybe they have a day in mind. I don't know if the players do and they may, but they have numbers in mind. And those are not the same things. Yeah, and those yeah. may those may be the complication is that the priority for the owners is long. As I said last week, the objective is for down the road. It's not for the season. Is that they're looking 5, 10, 15, 20 years in the future. And the players are like, we have a number in mind. And the owners are like, no, we have a number of games in mind. Sure. So, and those are maybe the conflict of why it's, it's not getting done. So, you know, uh, I'm going to say May 1. That's my, that's my hope. Or that's my, as you said, cautious optimism. Yeah. Which I mean, is, I, which I, is I think, yeah, it is. I'll take, if we're, if we're putting money on it, which I know we aren't, I will say April 14th. Right in the middle of April, I feel like they'll they'll get to mm. an agreement uh, soonish. I'm I'm optimistic. This is yeah. I'm hoping that they come to some sort of agreement soon. They realize, hey, we're being buttheads. Let's let's figure this out. And and because yeah. I mean, like Trevor May said in that in that interview, it doesn't make sense for any of them to not make money. Right. The end result right. is to make money, whether you're the players or the owners. And you can't make money if you don't play. And that's for both the owners and the and the players. So. I mean, let's make it happen. Let's let's get some let's get some progress going here, and, and hopefully build on today, get to tomorrow. 
And then and I'm sure you and I will text tomorrow all articles and different stuff that Jeff <laughs> Passan. Yeah. He's great. I mean, he's if, if anybody's listening and you don't follow baseball, just follow Jeff Passan on Twitter. Yeah. He's he's the best baseball writer in my opinion right now, and he's just on top of it with everything going on. He's like he's there, and it's just he's a great follow to help uh, understand everything. And then he also does yeah. a really good job of making it like simplistic for people to kind of break. I mean, because it's a lot of technical mumbo jumbo and numbers and stuff. So like having somebody break it down in layman's terms is helpful to people who maybe don't follow as like intently as, as we do. Yeah. Again, if, if, if you're listening 50 minutes in, <laughs> you know, uh, either, you hanging you, in there. either you like us for some reason or you're a baseball fan. And if you're not a huge baseball fan, uh, as Ben said, Jeff Passan is great for updates. If you are a baseball fan, Evan Drellich from The Athletic is great. He is yeah. my go-to when it comes to numbers, understanding. And that's because I have a very limited, I'm very, I'm very, you know, bottom of the pool, like very shallow understanding of baseball. But he, uh, he you know, as a baseball fan, he helps with that kind of stuff. Uh, Chad Passon and Evan Jettler show go to. So, either way, we'll, we'll, as we said, we'll find out more stuff in the following days. So, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, but if there is some major news or a big, big development over the week, you and I, I mean, I don't know what the other two schedule are, but I, I'm obviously available. So, you and I can yeah. always pop in and do another one of these, you know, just yeah. a recap episodes if there's something that major that happens that's worth uh worth discussing yeah and uh well uh again i am not that optimistic but let's say i'm open to it if it happens let's definitely say that um but that you know what for the last couple minutes let's uh let's, let's not let's get a little bit out of the weeds and let's uh, clear some room and just talk. So, so I know that you know. Again, we are a family. So usually, usually it's four cousins, and uh, today it's just Ben and I. But uh, we we are all we all of us are from Chicago, or either live in or are from Chicago. And Ben, you're going to be rejoining us in the city, so. Mm-hmm. What are your, yeah, that's what, what I, are what are some of the spots you're gonna hit up uh first when you get back? Well, first things first. Um the realist. <laughs> yeah, I am Iggy Azalea. Everybody knows that. Yes. Um, so anybody who isn't watching or hasn't seen my face, just know that I look like Australian rapper and female Iggy Azalea. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I think first first I would have to go to a food place, right? I mean, I don't skip meals. So, um, Al's Italian beef, got to hit up Al's on Taylor Street. That's number one. You know what's messed up, though, is like the, the apartment that my wife and I are moving to. I still haven't been able to place it in my mind as to where everything else is located. So, I'm just yeah. assuming I'm near stuff, but I don't really know. Um, but I'm, I, I'm so excited to be moving back. I mean, I've lived. So, let's see. Your brother pick me up on Christmas Day and move me down to normal with him almost 10 years ago now. 
and I haven't oh. lived back up in Chicago since then, right? So mm. it's been a very long time since I've been up by family consistently. I've been having to take trains and buses and carpool just to get up to see everybody, right. spend like yeah. two days or a weekend, and then have to do it all to get back. So I'm just so genuinely excited to be up near everybody where I can pop in and see you. I can pop in and see Dave. I can pop in and see Dan until he leaves. And then still Katie and, and, and his kids and, and everything else. Like, I'm just so excited to be back moving near people that I know, <laughs> you know, that I can, because I don't know anybody in Springfield. I, nobody. I have no friends here. I have me and my dog. That's it. Um, so I'm just really excited to get back up there, back up by everybody and, and you know, hang out again. See your face in person or, or people's face in person, you know? So that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. I mean, I've, you know, I, as I went to college, yeah, I went to uh, Columbia, Missouri. I went to, as I said earlier, Mizzou. And I lived there for seven years, eight years, and, uh, or something like, I don't know, something. And, uh, and I had, because of, I needed a heart transplant, I had to move back to the city. And because I got my transplant in a city hospital, I had to stay for a year. So I was here for a year and a half, then moved to, as I said, Raleigh, and moved to Raleigh, then I moved back. Then the pandemic hit, it went back, and then now I'm back here. And it's just um, it's craziness. But um, it is it is nice to be up here. And the one thing I will say is that I'm like I'm gonna give you some push on this, Ben, but I'm not an Al's beef fan. Oh my gosh. Do you do you not and like Italian beef at all or just not Al's? I well for uh I don't dislike it. I would never option it above other stuff. Okay. But so if let's someone, say you went to if, if someone was going there, I'd probably I would have gotten something. Okay, let's say you were going to Portillo's. What's your what's your order? Do you even like Portillo's? Yeah, I do. Uh, like a up, you know, Chicago, get a a broad or a town sausage. There you go. Town okay. sausage with uh mustard and onions, real Chicago. Yeah, you know? yeah. Dude, that's honestly the best on there. part. That's the best part about going to the cell. And I'll never call it whatever they want, whatever they're naming it now. <laughs> It'll always be the cell, but. The food that they have there, it, the Italian or the Polish sausage with the mustard and the onions, you get it's yeah. just it's fantastic. But I, uh, I was telling the story to my wife the other day of my what my dad used to eat, right? Mm. So he would eat a combo sandwich, which is an Italian beef and an Italian sausage on the same bun, but he would eat two of them, and then my man would eat some fries, and then he would have to get a diet coke. Because you have to off balance the rest by drinking a diet. Sorry, right. right. Instead, yeah. you know, that's how it worked. That's why he was, you know, the epitome of health and, and uh, physical fitness. But uh, it's just an insane amount of food. If you really think about it, that's an insane amount of food. I mean, Ben, I don't have to think about it. I know it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we've seen it too. I mean, I've seen the man put down 
a good number, good number of food in my day. Um, I mean, and dude, if I eat one slice of cheesecake, I'm done. And that's yeah. that's me. What, now. What kind of, I'm like, so I meant to ask you this: What's your go-to cheesecake flavor? Do you like plain cheesecake? Do you go strawberry or, or anything like that? Well, because of the transplant uh, and the medication, and uh, I've I've had some blood sugar issues simply because mm-hmm. of the medication. I can only really get the low-carb cheesecake from. Cheese- cheesecake factory now before i was sick and you know i it was limited i mean whatever dude whatever it was i'm i'm hammering that matter. thing <laughs> is cheesecake dude, I, you say cheesecake's your go-to dessert is that your favorite dessert it i mean it's what i get on my like for my birthday no so so it's if if i had to choose one thing and I usually don't eat mon- many desserts. That's that's a that's a good that's know. a good pick. It's a good choice though. Yeah. You, can, you can't go wrong with a good cheesecake. I mean, I mean cheesecake... there, are, there are some bad ones, but oh, sure. not many. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, when you get when you get a bad cheesecake, it's bad. You can tell that it's not good. <laughs> uh, but then when you get a good one, you're like, good. It's pretty good. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like anything though. You can you can. I mean, for the hard, for the most part, it's hard to mess up like a chocolate chip cookie until you try a bad chocolate chip cookie. And you're like, you know what? I was better off <laughs> yeah. not eating this. <laughs> this this is not great. Right. I I regret this instantly. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's cheesecakes. Cheesecake cheesecakes fire, dude. It was it was one of those foods that I definitely didn't eat when I was younger. But right. as I've gotten older, yeah, my you know how your your tastes kind of change as you get older. Um, yeah. Yeah, cheesecake was definitely. But granted, I used to eat Swedish fish and nacho cheese, so <laughs> right. I'm not, right. you know, I'm not a Michelin star chef. My taste buds are not the most refined, you know, in the world. Well, you know, as we were growing up and you know playing baseball, you know, in Homewood, Illinois, going to Ice Walton, we would on the regular eat a what is called a walking taco, which is just beef. Fritos, cheese, sour cream, and lettuce, and I'm like, and it's in the Fritos bag. So it's we did not have a robust uh, menu. Yo, but Isaac Walton food, like, because Dave has, it was, it was good. Dave has his kids, right? And they just, yeah, like, kind of aged out of Isaac. Like Maya's, I mean, a junior in high school, which is just insane yeah. to think about how old she yes. is, right? But, yeah. um. And then Evan's like strictly doing travel ball, so he doesn't do Isaac Walton either. But right. I used to love like popping in the Homewood, going to see a game at Isaac Walton on a Saturday at like 11. You know, the humidity is 95 degrees, those nasty little <laughs> cotton weeds are uh, everywhere. But I'm like, uh, this is my childhood all over. And, and the one, you know, I'm not, I don't know if you did it much when you were a kid. I know I did simply because of what you got, but. You know, when we're growing up, uh, back in our day, uh, we used to have the manual scoreboards. The best. It was, I mean, two kids sitting at a scoreboard, changing score, and sometimes getting it wrong, but then getting a (laughs) hot dog and and pop, like, afterwards. For some reason, that made, like, a two-hour commitment for kids worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I were keeping score on North. 
And yeah. so, you know, Dan's what, four, three or four years older than us, depending on the time of year. Um, yeah. So he had one of his friends and, you know, when you get that age, I mean, cause you and I were probably eight, nine, like we weren't even old, old yet. Um, yeah. And one of his friends came like running around North, like towards the, where the old scoreboard used to be up in like right field. And she came running around and she slipped on this huge slick of mud. <laughs> and we just, we called her slip and slide for the longest time because <laughs> she just ate it in a gift and then slid on her butt for like, it looked like maybe 15 feet trying to chase us through this, through the, like the woods and Isaac Walton, just right on her butt. It's fantastic, dude. But I think about how great that used to be. And I honestly, and I feel this is true. That helped a lot with understanding baseball was like keeping score like that like knowing right. what it is as, as opposed to an error or, or and paying enough attention to know like when a run scores and all that stuff especially when you're young i mean granted we didn't have like phones and stuff to distract us we literally just right. had what was what was in front of us <laughs> while we were watching right right it seems it seems like we're talking about the 1950s but it, it, it no long ago. no uh, <laughs> But it was it was cool though. It was it's. I wish they still had that. Like I get that the electronic scoreboard's neat and everything, but a it works thirty percent of the time, and b nobody ever wants to do it anymore. There was something cool about being like like Vanna White sliding those little numbers in there and making sure you know that the numbers were straight and all that stuff. It was cool. I mean, it was, it was just I mean, great. I mean, for one thing, I don't know if you want to compare like boys and girls at that age to Vanna White. But I mean, <laughs> I get what you're saying. But no, it, it was it it was a lot of fun. Um, if you know, it, it again for anyone not anyone listening still that doesn't understand or doesn't have that image of Isaac Walden in uh, Homewood, um, you know, it just was. You know, we're getting on a tangent. We were talking about cheesecake, and now we're here. <laughs> But uh, the idea that we can grow up playing a sport, learning sport as we're like keeping score, as well as, you know, just watching our brothers and sisters play. Uh, and now we're talking about a uh, lockout. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy that, you know, you can have the simple joy of just playing a game, hanging out with friends, family. And then, you know, as you get older, you're like, bro, like, what is, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it plants that seed early in your life of like things that you're going to end up loving, things that you're going to end up enjoying, you know? And, right. and thankfully for us, like, we didn't get uh, burnt out by baseball. I mean, at least right. not me. I don't think there's ever been a time where I'm like, ugh, baseball, you know? Like, I'm always right. excited. Right? right when spring training and pitchers and catchers report, I'm like, let's go baseball's here it's it immediately in my mind gets like 15 degrees warmer so i'm like spring's here like for me groundhog day whatever kick that little groundhog in the dirt pitches and catches reporting is my like in my brain the official start of spring pitches and, catches. and if and if pete is listening we do not endorse that no we do meant, not no do not I kick, kick him with love kick him with love right yeah exactly <laughs> so you know what let's uh give a very quick uh weekly chicago sports take of the week and if you don't mind i'll actually go uh on this is that 
I talked about last week, the USC Flames, their baseball team, started up. And apparently, they've gone one-to-one so far. And I actually misspoke. I said their first home game is March 4th. It's actually March 18th, I believe. And I could be even wrong again. And I'll correct <laughs> next week. But, uh, you know, as as we said, hopefully we'll, the weather in, in Chicago will be above, you know, freezing above snow and we'll be able to go to a game um so that should be be fun that would be so sick i i really i'm genuinely looking forward to that i really hope we can uh find some time to do that i was just looking at the weather for the rest of this week it was 60 degrees in springfield today Mm. and it's supposed to snow in two days i'm like what is happening in the world that it could be 60 degrees and then snowing two days later like this clearly Uh there's something wrong but, uh, yeah, for me, I mean, obviously, I'm just really excited for the second half of the Bulls season. I really thought we were going to make a play on Goran Dragic, uh, who was just, you know, bought out by Nets. Uh, no, he signed with the Nets, yeah, which is bu- disappointing because, I mean, how many point guards do they need? But I was right. really hoping he would have came to Chicago, especially since Lonzo mm-hmm. is still out for a little bit. But I'm just really excited about the second half of the Bulls here. I really think they're going to finish. Uh, I bet McNeil. I, and I was crazy when I said this because nobody else believed me. I said the Bulls are going to be a top four in the East. And now that they're tied for first in the East, I look like a genius. I look like a genius. So let's just hope they don't make me look like an idiot by the end of the day. <laughs> they I just mean, completely bomb. I, I, wouldn't, mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chicago needs some sort of contender. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be good. Um, this is actually going to wrap up episode eight of the On Family Basis podcast. Again, my name is Jake. And I am Ben. We will be back next Wednesday again. So join us as we, you know, talk about baseball, have some fun, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.